the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, Nancy Pelosi. Are you ready for two more years of Nancy Pelosi? Front and center. Pretty good chance she's going to be Speaker of the House after what happened yesterday. But Donald Trump isn't going anywhere for two years, unless, of course, Nancy decides to impeach him. And the president painted a pretty rosy picture at his press conference today. He said he would have liked to have kept the House, but he also said history has shown that losing it at the halfway point of his first term uh, should be expected. And that's right, 100 percent true. But he also won the Senate and all of his candidates won. And one thing we can count on for two more years is him fighting with the media. Boy, was he feisty at his press conference today. Check out this exchange with Jim Acosta of CNN. One of the statements that you made in the tail end of the campaign uh, in, in the midterms. That here, this, here we go. That, well, if you Let's don't go. mind, Mr. President, that this caravan was an invasion. As you know, yeah, Mr. President, I consider it to be an invasion. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's a, it's a, a group of migrants moving up from Central America towards the border with the U.S. Thank you for telling and me that I it. Why, why did you Why did you characterize it as such? Uh, because and, I consider it an invasion. You and I have a difference of opinion. But do you think that you demonized immigrants not in this all. election no, to try I to want keep... Them, I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. I want it to be a process. And I want people to come in, and we need right. the people. Your you know, campaign... Wait, your campaign. wait. wait. You know why we need the people, don't you? Because we have hundreds of companies moving in. We need the people. Right. But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so on. Well, that's true. It poured, it, but they it, weren't actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors. Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? They weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These, were, these were people. This was an actual, you know, it happened a few days ago. And, uh, They're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles you know away. That, that's I not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. All right. And if you did it well, your ratings well, let me would be ask, much better. If I, if I okay, may ask enough. one other question. Mr. President, if I may, if I may uh, ask Peter, one other question, are you worried? That's enough. That's no, enough. Mr. President, I, well, that's I was going to ask one of the, the other folks. That's that. enough. Pardon me, ma'am. I'm, I'm, Mr. Excuse President. me. That's enough. Uh, yep, that exchange went on for another round after that. We'll have that for you later in the show. Uh, Jim thinks a presidential press conference is a debate, or maybe he thinks it's his talk show. He has had trouble grasping the concept of the reporter not becoming part of the story. He'll be on every network tonight. You can count on that. CNN's ratings are still going to stink, by the way. Uh, so uh, the president also told a reporter that she had she had asked a racist question. I don't know if it was a racist question, but it was an unfair one. Um, and she's a black reporter, so that one didn't go over well. I don't think it did, but it makes for a pretty good soundbite. We'll have that for you coming up uh, later, too. But it was a, a very feisty press conference, and I think things are going to get even feistier now with the uh, Congress in control of the uh, – not the Congress, the House of Representatives in control of the, uh, control of the Democrats. So suburban-educated white women – are the reason we're getting uh, for two years, you know, the reason that we're being given for getting two more years of Nancy Pelosi. When we come back, I'll talk to an educated white woman. I don't know if she's a suburban educated white woman. But she's an educated white woman who's not happy about that at all. Stick around. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Steigerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? 
What premiums are going up next year and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but quality. With lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. It's been a full day. The to-do list is done, the kids are in bed, the dishes can wait. Right now, this moment is just for you. It's your chance to unwind. It's your end of day, ah... At the Original Mattress Factory, we're proud supporters of the end of day awe, and we want to see how you relax at the end of your busiest days. Share your posts on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag end of day awe for the chance to win a $1,000 Original Mattress Factory gift certificate. Relax. You've earned it. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorka. President Obama's eight years of leading from behind left the world in flames. From Russia's invasion of Ukraine to North Korea's missile tests and a growing ISIS caliphate. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that does not mean our enemies have disappeared. That's why I wrote my new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies. As a former deputy assistant to President Trump for strategy, I explain the threats posed by enemies like Russia, China, and the global jihadi movement. We must know our enemies and have the will to defeat them. In my book, Why We Fight, we take off the political correctness blinders of the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish our enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. You wouldn't put a square peg in a round hole. So why would you deploy a traditional firewall in a modern decentralized network? Firewalls have new requirements for businesses leveraging SaaS-based applications and public cloud platforms like AWS, Azure, and Google Cloud. We're in the cloud generation now, so your firewalls have to be engineered to fit right in. Reclaim your cloud network. Try a Barracuda cloud generation network or application firewall free at barracuda.com slash firewalls. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, by now you've heard a million times that the reason the Democrats took over the House of Representatives last night was women, suburban women, smart suburban women, college-educated suburban women. So I wanted to get a smart, educated woman on to talk about it, and she's right here right now. Her name is D.C. McAllister. She writes for PJ Media and The Federalist. DC, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So let me start you off with your tweet from last night, because uh, as soon as I saw it, I said, I got to have her on the show today, uh, because, well, I'll just read the tweet. If the final analysis shows that we uh, lost the House because of suburban white college educated women, it just goes to show the emotionalism of feminism. Too many women put style over substance, their vaginas over their brains. I will continue to fight feminism as the enemy that it is. Now, I'm sure you realize that there isn't a man on the planet who could get away with that tweet, first of all. But uh, do you think it's okay for a man to agree with that? Just wondering. No, absolutely. Men should agree with it if they're right thinking. <laughs> but uh, just just can you kind of just, just uh, explain how you came to that conclusion, decided to tweet that out about whenever it was last night when it was looking like the Democrats were going to take it over? Well, there were a lot of, um, as the precincts were coming in, it was showing that a lot of these wealthy suburban suburbs, some of them that went for Trump, 
um, in 2016 were flipping. And you know, a lot of the commentary was that this is the motivation of the white college-educated women voters. These voters I've been studying for years now. These voters are very interesting because they're, they will switch between Democratic and Republican. And but it's strange what makes them motivated in this. Like, for example, this group voted for Mitt Romney in 2012. But in 2016, they voted for Hillary Clinton. And then in 2018, they voted for Democrats. Uh, you would think that this group would be motivated by the economy. And in 2012, they were. They liked Mitt Romney because of the economy, and they also liked him because he was really dignified. And they felt safer at that time. The war on women rhetoric didn't work with them as much uh, because they were more concerned about economic realities. And they were also, the health care issue, which is also a major concern of women, was not a big a deal because it was Mitt Romney, right? Because he had Romney care, so they weren't as concerned about that. Right, so um, go ahead. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just so that so they when they show up to vote, they're voting for. um, They will vote objectively sometimes, but then they can be really swayed by a lot of rhetoric, or if they get emotionally offended by things, or they they get really emotional about their voting. Let me just put it that way. So if you have a lot of women saying your your equalities are going to be it's inequality, there's inequality, and your rights are going to be taken away, they can be swayed by that. Or if they are being told that um, a lot of people aren't going to get their health care, they can be swayed by that. And that's exactly what happened in 2018. That, along with their disdain for Trump, their personal disdain for him. And you mentioned Romney being dignified. That's a, a, a great example of substance. And But they also, they, <laughs> I mean style, I'm sorry, but they also liked his substance. They like his. They like the economy at that time. Yeah. But they also like his style. I mean, they will. They will put um, style over substance. This is what I mean. Sometimes they'll they'll go with the economy, what's good for them, their security, which is what most voters vote on. Um, you know, who are right thinking it. But they will also put style, and they're really offended by Trump, and they liked Romney. Um, but see, a lot of people are wondering why are these wealthy suburban women who are, have done so well under the Trump presidency why are they putting democrats democrats in in order to reverse that you know that doesn't make any sense right if you're doing really really well and a lot of people say it's the economy stupid what's changing these women's minds and it's the it's they will put above their interest in the economy issues about equality and health care every time and those are two issues. And when the exit polling that came back showed that the number one issue of voters in this election was health care by 40 percent. Yeah, well, I, I don't know about you, but I don't think the government should have anything to do with my health care, anything whatsoever. So I, you know, I don't have a whole lot of uh, sympathy for people who fall for that. Uh, I think the more it gets involved, the worse it gets for everybody. But um, but uh, so is it a cynical play or ploy by the Democrats to prey on that, uh, knowing that they that, that emotionalism is going to sell? Oh, absolutely, because even the health care issue is not one of policy or one no. of any kind of objective understanding. It's about your feelings, that right. you're, you're concerned about people, you're afraid people aren't going to get cared, cared for, you want to show that you're being empathetic. It's very feeling. So you have these feelings coming up. I feel like my rights are being threatened. I feel like people aren't being cared for. I feel offended by Trump. So it's all this emotionalism. And, and I make fun of the women with their, you know, when I made the vaginas over their brains, mainly saying that they, you know, this is with the vagina costumes and the pussy hats and the constant focus on, on health, on birth control and mm-hmm. abortion. These kind of issues that are highly emotional for women take over and they don't really step back and really think about what government is supposed to be doing, about what healthcare is actually supposed to be. Are their rights really being threatened, which they're not? They, they can't step back. They get caught up in the emotional wave. And these women showed up in these areas. They also showed up along with um, white educated men. They actually turned and voted against Trump. But you have some elitism going on there. They're so offended by Trump that they voted against him. There were also a lot of redistricting, especially yeah. in Pennsylvania, where um, rural areas were um, split. And some of these wealthy suburban areas went into those rural areas, which curbed the Republican advantage in those areas. 
Is it fair? To yeah, say- it was a complex thing. Yeah, I know. Is it fair to say that women tend to allow emotions to guide them more than men in everything, and not just politics? So it's, it shouldn't be surprising to anybody. Well, it shouldn't be, right? They do tend to, and and it's a strength for women in the sphere of which they're able to activate that. They're they're more empathic. They're they have um, feelings. They have to be attuned to feelings, and they raise children, and that's a very important quality about women. It's not something to be disdained, and it's something as a woman that you need to know about yourself, so that when you're making really logical decisions, that you really focus on that. It's not like women can't do it, obviously. They just have to train themselves that when they're, they're in different spheres to behave in different ways. We've learned to do that in business to a degree. Um, you know, yeah. The sciences, different things where you, you don't just act on your emotions, but somehow when it comes, I know why it happens, but um, when it comes to politics, it, it becomes emotional because it's a fearful thing. And well, fear is, is very much tied to politics. So healthcare. Even if the Democrats didn't believe that single-payer health care is a great idea, which they have believed all along, and they're just trying to sneak up on people with it, but even if they didn't believe that, it would make sense for them to uh, try to sell it anyway, just for the emotional value of it. Well, they know that they can play on emotions, just like they play on identity politics. All of it is very um, emotional-driven, because they don't want people thinking about it, because if people really think about it, then they'll see that there's a problem with single-payer health care, that it actually takes away people's rights. And they don't want people to see that. So they're able to get through their ideology driven by emotion, which is the only way you can get ideology um, to advance in our culture. You abandon principles for ideology, which is driven by emotion. And women are perfect praise for it. And, I mean, I can't remember. Not all women. Yeah, I know. But I can't remember uh, who exactly it was against, but uh, the famous um, ad of a guy, they actually had an ad with someone pushing an old lady over a cliff in a wheelchair. That, I mean, that, <laughs> it doesn't get more <laughs> ridiculous than that, but they, they, they obviously think it works. Well, Paul Ryan, you know, that was the Paul Ryan ad yeah. with him pushing over. Um, it, it, it sometimes works. It depends, you know, it, it does work. And um, it works enough, just like identity politics works. You know, back in the 1970s, actually, there wasn't any kind of disparity about how men and women voted. So that's an interesting dynamic. I think that women were different than and had more control over their emotions at that time when it came to the political realm. But, but since that time, women have just been so ginned up about threats to their equality and what they should be, um, that they vote with that kind of mindset instead of um, really thinking about thinking issues through. And this is true as much for these suburban women as it is anyone else. And the difference with them is that they will vote, you know, for economy and security and stuff like that until they really think that their their rights are threatened, which, which is interesting. That's actually a legitimate concern, right? We, we should be concerned about our rights. We should be concerned about caring for people. But it gets twisted because they get too emotional about it, and they're they're played by the left to think that these should be put into policy and not really reining back their emotions and looking at it objectively. We're talking to D.C. McAllister. You can find her at uh, The Federalist, uh, PJ Media, and many other places. Uh, and also you should follow her on Twitter. What's your Twitter uh, handle? It's at McAllister Den. Okay, D-E-N? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I, I, you were talking about uh, women in the seventies. Well, I'm uh, I'm I was born in the twentieth uh, century, pretty far back, and mm-hmm. uh, I was a kid when JFK came along, and my mother at the time would have been about uh, forty-five or fifty years old, and I can remember her, and she had several sisters. All of them, and they were Democrats anyway, but swooning over JFK, and they hated Richard Nixon, and and not just because of politics. And so I I don't know if that was the beginning of it, but I do know that that was a major factor, and I I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'd love to see how JFK did with women in 1960 compared to Nixon. i got to believe he... Oh, he did amazingly well. Yeah. No, I think it did begin in the 60s. I was just quoting stats back to the 70s, but that's when it started... That's when it started deviating, let me put it that way. So, yeah, it really did start with the with the television, with the attractive candidates. You know, the um, are they charismatic? Do they 
touch my heart? Do they connect with me? Um, and women love, my mother was just, she said, I loved JFK and she's conservative. And I was like, mom, what were you doing? She said, we all were, we were all swooned by him. Right. And, um, and that's not, that hasn't really changed. I mean, think about how people responded to Bill Clinton. Remember those liberal journals who were envious of Monica Lewinsky? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Horrifying. And, and, um, they're, and they, they, they're the women who voted for Hillary Clinton and as if she was a defender of women when she was the exact opposite of that because they were still right. in love with Bill Clinton. It's, it's, right. it's, it's scary, actually. Well, well and what's really scary is the men, who, men in our society, generations, who are beginning to act and be emotive like, like women. Yeah, well, hey, D.C., believe me. <laughs> Liberalism corrupts them. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're hitting me right on the head with that one. That's, uh, believe me. Uh, I don't even want to. Go, well, I can go there because here, uh, and I, w- I wasn't going to get to this till later. But um, um, it's funny that you mentioned that because you wrote a piece about uh, the football coach uh, in North Carolina, I believe it was, who said that uh, if we get rid of, if we lose football, and this was because of the talk of the concussions and everything. He said, if we lose football, we lose the country. And I think of what you just said there about the way men are kind of drifting lately. <laughs> That it kind of ties in with that piece you wrote. To me, it does, anyway. Well, it does. And what's fascinating is Alexis de Tocqueville, back in the early 1800s, when he wrote his great work, Democracy in America, and his analysis of Democracy in America, he observed that when it comes to equality, um, that when women start to stray from legal equality and equal rights and want to become the same as men, mm-hmm. and therefore exalting them, themselves in that way, um, and changing themselves in that way that actually it degrades femininity and it makes men weaker. And I think that that's exactly what you see. We see a degradation of women with the exhibitionism and the ex- over-sexualization and just the anger and the angst that they have. There's a degradation of our sex. But then also on the other side of it, you see a weakening of men. You see men who are withdrawing or just becoming feminized themselves. No, big we don't time. have the strong men, and you cannot win. You cannot sustain a free society with weak men. Well, you, <laughs> you know what, uh, DC? What I see when I see uh, uh, shows like uh, The View, which I am only exposed to because my wife has it on once in a while, and I walk mm-hmm. by the TV. But anytime they have an effemi- effeminate man on, and mm-hmm. whether he's gay or not, it doesn't have anything to do with it. They they no. just love effeminate men and I, I that's something i don't get i, I and 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 so when men have become feminized i think it's because it might be working for them a little bit and that scares me <laughs> um i think it's a combination of just the, the the ease there's a there's a tension between the sexes this is my analysis of it there's a natural tension between a real woman and a real man and it's and it's a it's a dynamic powerful tension and it's a little um causes anxiety, you know, that sexuality, that tension, there's a little bit of threat from the man's strength, there's a little bit of threat of the woman's sexual power toward the man, Um, there's that dynamic, and I think our society has become so anxiety-averse and tension-averse, we want everything to be very easy, everyone's relationships need to be very easy without any kind of tension, and we have to, you know... (laughs) And that's why I think these women love these effeminate men, because there's none of that tension yeah. that you have with men. You don't have to really engage in that. And that's one thing people understand in the workplace, when you have um, sexual tension, they think that that's somehow the man harassing the woman or women, men being secret predators. No, it's just men being men. There's a tension there. And in grown-ups learn how to deal with that sexual tension in, a, in an appropriate and grown-up way. But to, to suppress it or to say it's bad or toxic masculinity is to undermine who men are and ultimately who women are, and it, it reduces all of us. And there's a lot of that going around. Uh, DC, I'm out of time. I could talk to you a lot longer. You're you are uh, you're right in my ballpark here. So uh, <laughs> I really appreciate it. I should tell everybody to follow you uh, on Twitter uh, at McAllister Den and uh, yes. PJ Media and the Federalist. Good stuff. Hope to have you on again. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, that's D.C. McAllister. I didn't get around to uh, mentioning that uh, I think that parents should be sent to uh, prison for life for teaching their sons how to play soccer, but I didn't have time for that. We'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) 
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Attorney General Jeff Sessions has resigned as the country's chief law enforcement officer. At a news conference shortly before announcing Sessions' resignation via Twitter, the president said he could end the investigation whenever he wants. I could fire everybody right now. Sessions says he resigned at the president's request. Top Senate Democrat Chuck Schumer says the timing is very suspect, wondering if the president forced out his attorney general as a prelude to ending or limiting the Russia probe. Sessions had recused himself, so Deputy Rod Rosenstein's overseeing the investigation. Schumer says acting Attorney General Matt Whitaker, who has criticized the probe, should also recuse himself and protect the investigation. Sagar Magani at the White House. Wall Street had a good day as the Dow was up by 545 points. The Nasdaq rose 195. This is SRN News. Joe Walsh is fired up about the president's economy. 250,000 new jobs created in the month of October. The unemployment rate stayed at 3.7%. A 40 Nine-year low. Exceeding expectation. The Joe Walsh Radio Program. Weeknights at 9, right after Larry Elder at 7. On AM 1250. The answer. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM 1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsruspittsburgh.com. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and how much should you switch your part d prescription plan or drop it all together don't go it alone let marley financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want a plan that focuses not just on cost but quality with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses visit marleyfg.com today that's marleyfg.com Healthy pets, healthy people, focusing on a natural, holistic approach for human and animal wellness. Host Dr. Edmund Sokowski and his guests discuss various topics on health and wellness for us and our companion animals. Airs each Saturday, live from 9 to 10 in the morning on 1250 AM, The Answer. Giving you the opportunity to call in with your questions. A healthy pet is a happy pet and being healthy makes people happy. Tune in, listen, learn, be well. The economy is growing, businesses are hiring, and Americans are feeling good about their future opportunities. Looking to upgrade your career? AM 1250 hosts an online virtual job fair, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, every day of the year. Keyword virtual at TheAnswerPGH.com to find our newest employment opportunities from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Sponsored by Express Employment Professionals of Robinson Township. The virtual job fair at TheAnswerPGH.com. In traffic, we've got the answer. If you're on the Parkway East, you go to still see delays. Been very busy all afternoon. Outbound Forbes Avenue to Edgewood Swiss Vale. Inbound is heavy from Edgewood Swiss Vale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. On the Parkway West, you're going to find a delay on the inbound side. Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Crosstown Boulevard, that's looking slow outbound as you head up to the Parkway North over the bridge. And outbound 28 slow Veterans Bridge to 40th Street and Butler Street to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. 
Clear to partly cloudy and cold tonight, dropping down to a low of 29 degrees. Tomorrow, sunshine will be mixing with clouds. A chilly afternoon, high 46. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night. Rain will be developing by morning along with some wet snowflakes. Low 33. Then for Friday, rainy and chilly again with a high of 46 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, what was expected to happen yesterday happened. The Democrats won control of the House of Representatives, and that could mean having Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House for two years. I guess you get what you vote for, but what about Pennsylvania? How did the Democrats do, and uh, was there anything unexpected? You won't find too many people with a better grasp on that than Terry Madonna. He's the director of Franklin and Marshall College Center for Politics and Public Affairs. Thanks for being here, Terry. Oh, it's my pleasure, as always. Thanks for having me. So were there any surprises in Pennsylvania last night that I'm not aware of or some other people may not be aware of? Well, there maybe were a couple of uh, House and Senate seats for the state legislature. The Republicans started out with uh, 121 in the House, ended up with 109. That wasn't a surprise so much as the losses down in the Philadelphia suburbs. The same is true for the uh, state Senate where... The Republicans had 34 seats. They ended up last evening with uh, 29, a loss of five. And what happened down in the Philly suburbs was the loss of moderate Republicans, Republicans, uh, state senators, and House members. Now, I'm not saying every one of those losses was down in the Philly burbs. I'm just making it uh, more of them down there. And what that does to the Pennsylvania legislature on the Republican side of the aisle is that it makes it more conservative because those moderate voices, uh, those moderate voices are gone. And I'm using liberal and conservative, not in a pejorative sense, but just in a descriptive sense. So what's that mean? Moving forward, that means that Governor Wolf's agenda in his second term is probably going to have a rough sledding. Nothing more important than the idea of, not the idea, but the proposal for a shale tax, the severance tax uh, that the governor has proposed in four budgets, all four of his budgets. So that was something of a surprise. But the rest of it, Casey and Senator Casey and Governor Wolf won re-election handling, no big surprise. The Republicans lost seats in the congressional delegation, largely because I think of the new map that was uh, drawn by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court earlier in the year. But overall, you know what? It was sort of both sides have some nationally, both sides have something they can crow about. In Pennsylvania, it was not arguably more helpful to the uh, Democrats than the Republicans. Now, uh, you mentioned redistricting, um, and you said that that was largely the reason why the Republicans uh, had had some uh Bad, uh, some bad, correct. yeah, bad uh, news last night. Um, what do you think, just in general, about that redistricting, uh, the historical aspect of it, and and uh, how how permanent is it, and what's going to happen with that? Yep. Well, there isn't any doubt that the 2011 map, which the Supreme Court of our state declared unconstitutional, heavily favored the Republicans. It was a classic uh, and significant gerrymander, and I want to make this clear. Democrats do it in states that they control. Both parties do it when they can. Uh, In 2011, the uh, Republican-controlled legislature and a Republican governor, uh, Governor Tom Corbett, uh, the map was redrawn. It significantly helped Republicans at the time gain a 13-to-5 edge in the delegation. 13 Republicans, five Democrats in the 18-person congressional delegation. The new map, as I indicated before, not arguably, the Supreme Court ruled the 2011 map unconstitutional, PA Supremes. Then they issued the new map uh, earlier in the year, and there's no doubt that it helped the uh, Democrats pick up uh, three seats. So now, as you and I speak, there, are, there will be in the new session of Congress nine Democrats and nine Republicans. Well, that sounds more fair. I don't know if that's the way it's supposed <laughs> to be, but, you know, who's going to be upset with that? I guess the, Demo- the Republicans would be right now. <laughs> that's right, when you lose a couple of seats. And, you know, the three seats was helpful in 
the in the uh, Democrats taking over the House of Representatives, uh, which they will do in the new uh, session of Congress. Yeah. Uh, and that wasn't a big uh, takeaway for any of us. We expected the Democrats to win control. Uh, the only debate was, was how many seats would the Democrats win. And the Republicans held on to the United States Senate. In fact, we still have a couple of races to be decided definitively. Uh, bottom line, the Republicans will be in control of the uh, uh, the Democrats will the Republicans will be in control of the United States Senate when the new session begins with a divided Congress. Uh, we'll see how that all plays out. Again, it's hard to believe that with the Democrats in control of the federal House of Representatives, that that's going to work out in Trump in President Trump's favor. <laughs> yeah, he's got. Well, he he was pretty feisty at his press conference today, uh, and and um, he was, yep. I guess, pu- uh, putting a, a pretty good. Um, picture out there about how he feels about it and how you know that he, he was he right. was painting a pretty good picture of what happened last night of course you would expect that I, I, one other question about the uh locally statewide anyway uh might a better candidate than scott wagner have had a better chance against tom wolf uh, he basically beat him 60 to 40 yeah i mean the, the the fundamental problem when you have a governor with a job approval rating of 54 percent positive a state that's the economy has improved where the governor and the legislature agreed on a significant increase for what for the long period of time was the most important issue in the state education funding. They increased the funding for education by a billion dollars. The problem is even another candidate would have had trouble finding an issue, an issue that resonated with the voters that said, you're gone you're going one term, Tom. We already had one of them in, mm-hmm. in, in uh, the previous governor. Yeah. And as so, I now look, there isn't any doubt, and let's be candid, that, that uh, Scott Wagner was not the best candidate. He got involved in a number of verbal controversies. He uh, didn't have an issue that he could go to the voters and say, uh, Tom Wolf, you're gone. He didn't have an issue on the positive side that resonated with the voters to any great degree. Uh, But having said that, I still don't think overall that another candidate would have would have had it would have been tough to beat Tom Wolf under any circumstance. And is Bob Casey senator for life or will it have to be somebody (laughs) else named Casey? (laughs) That's a good question. I mean, Senator Casey has now won six elections to be this six statewide elections i'm talking about the son not not bob casey senior who won four statewide elections so i guess between the casey in the casey family they've won 11 what 11 statewide elections in our state and again senator casey does not have a big negative uh he he's uh about the state he doesn't have a controversial personality and style hey uh uh, terry he should have put his uh campaign ads on a milk carton he's, 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 he's about as invisible as they get isn't he yeah well he travels around the state he doesn't do a lot of what i call big press availability yeah. you're, you're right but he does he does move around the state he does a lot of meetings he has kept touch with a lot of people in all parts of the state uh particularly out in the southwest where you know he did agree with pre- he was one of the toughest critics of president trump among the 49 democrats in the senate uh, but he did agree with the president on tariffs, on trade, on getting rid of NAFTA and the Trans-Pacific Partnership. So he kept connections and relationships with the with the uh, working class uh, voters that uh, you know predominate in southwestern Pennsylvania, where you are. So, uh, so l- let's talk a little bit about suburban women. What makes them so unpredictable? I mean, everybody uh, is talking about how they made the difference. That's why the, nationally I'm talking about why, right, right. why the Democrats now have control of the House, or will in January. Well, what's going on with uh, women, particularly college-educated women, is that they, have, they are culturally liberal. They, uh, don't, they have a huge disdain for President Trump. Uh, many of them think that he's sexist, that he's racist. I'm saying that's what they say. Uh, many of them drawn into the can into their candidacies this year. A record number of women 
uh, ran for state legislative and congressional seats, uh, largely motivated by gun violence in the schools and by the election of President Trump. Uh, and many of them, by the way, live in, not all to be sure, but a large proportion of them live in the suburbs, particularly down in the Philadelphia suburbs, where not only did the Democrats sweep congressional seats, but we did an historic first. Four women will now enter the next Congress representing the state of Pennsylvania in Congress. Four. Historically, the largest number that have been in the Pennsylvania delegation, congressional delegation, at any one time is two. Well, it's two. And how do the Republicans get them back? Uh, well, wait till Trump, Trump is gone? Hard. Yeah, maybe that's a good way to put it. But I think that Republicans, first of all, these many of these, not all, but most of them are culturally liberal, pro-abortion, gay rights, transgender rights, uh, gun control. Uh, I mean, and, you know, let's face it, the Republican base is more conservative. And also these are these progressive women are strongly in favor of having the federal government actively intervene in a whole different uh, areas of our government to have the government work out solutions to problems as opposed to the private sector. So they, they're, they're ideologically very different, very different. And, uh, and that makes them a pretty committed Democrats right now. Well, we'll see. Two more years, we'll be doing it again, Terry. I, I appreciate you being on. Thanks a lot. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, thank you. And we'll be right back. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year, and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but quality, with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. The Original Mattress Factory's mission is simple. We hand-build quality mattresses in our local factories. We sell those mattresses directly to our customers so we can eliminate the middleman, saving you hundreds of dollars compared to mainstream brands. While the other guys have their gimmicks, the Original Mattress Factory has a straightforward approach and is committed to quality and doing what's best for our customers. It's what we've done for almost 30 years. Go to OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Great beds, no bull. That is the Original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now, I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. Livability rankings are all the rage. Media lap them up with little or no context. Public officials and boosters tout the most laudatory rankings as proof positive that their cities are getting it right. But as the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy concludes, not all ranking methodologies are created equal, and some of the criteria used border on bogus. Learn more about the fallacies of livability rankings at AlleghenyInstitute.org. Challenging conventional thinking since 1995. Being an Answer Fan Club member is the fast, free, easy way to access exclusive content only available to members. Easily enter contests, give us your feedback, and let us know how we're doing. Score pre-sale tickets and get exclusive seating, plus members-only discounts and loads of free stuff. Like right now, members have a chance at two tickets to the Jesus Free Cruise this June with DC Talk, including airfare. Visit TheAnswerPGH.com and join for free, uh, free today. 
Healthy pets, healthy people, focusing on a natural, holistic approach for human and animal wellness. Host Dr. Edmund Sokowski and his guests discuss various topics on health and wellness for us and our companion animals. Airs each Saturday, live from 9 to 10 in the morning on 12.50 a.m. The Answer, giving you the opportunity to call in with your questions. A healthy pet is a happy pet and being healthy makes people happy. Tune in, listen, learn, be well. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, we have some breaking news. Uh, Jeff Sessions is out, uh, resigned, and asked to resign by the president. Rod Rosenstein is headed over to the White House. He's expected to be gone in a couple of days. So there you have it. That's a reaction to the, uh, the election yesterday. Meanwhile, press conference today, Jim Acosta who thinks that his debate or his talk show and this exchange with Donald Trump today was unbelievable. One of the statements that you made in the tail end of the campaign uh, in, in the midterms. That here, this, here we go. That, well, if you don't mind, Mr. President, that this caravan was an invasion. As you know, I, Mr. President, I consider it to be an invasion. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's a, it's a, a group of migrants moving up from Central America towards the border with the U.S. Thank you for telling and me that. I appreciate why, why, did you, why did you characterize it as such? Uh, because I consider it an invasion. You and I have a difference of opinion. But do you think that you demonized immigrants not in this all. election no, to try I to want keep... Them, I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. I want it to be a process. And I want people to come in, and we need right. the people. Your you campaign... Wait, your campaign. wait. wait. You know why we need the people, don't you? Because we have hundreds of companies moving in. We need the people. But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so on. Well, that's true. It, it, but they it, weren't actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors. Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? They weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These, were, these were people. This was an actual, you know, it happened a few days ago. And, uh, They're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles you know away. That, that's I not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. All right. And if you did it well, your ratings well, would be ask, much better. If I may ask one other question. Mr. President, if I may ask one other question, are you worried? That's enough. That's enough. Mr. President, that's enough. ask one of the other folks. That's enough. Pardon me, ma'am. Excuse President, me. That's enough. On, on the Russia investigation, are you concerned that... That you may have I'm not concerned about anything with you the may have Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you, That's enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation? Mr. President. I'll tell you what, CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Go ahead. I, I think that's unfair. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. And the way you treat other people are horrible. You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. In, in, go in ahead, Jim, Peter. Go in, ahead. In Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts. Well, I'm not a big fan of, of yours either. So I understand. To be honest, so let, me, so let me ask you a question, if I can. You repeatedly you said are, you are the best, Mr. President. You repeatedly over the course. Okay, of the, just sit down, please. Well, when you when you report fake news, no. When you report fake news, which CNN does a lot, you are the enemy of the people. Well, that's kind of the way it went with Jim Acosta, and now there's some discussion about how, how he treated the aide. You don't see it. That, well, you will see it on television. He pushes her away, and, and NBC reported, basically came out and said that she assaulted him. Anyway, here's uh, an exchange with a PBS reporter. Can't, I, don't, I didn't catch her name. She's a black woman. I, the reason I point out she's black, well, you'll understand when you see the, hear the exchange. Hi, Mr. President. Yami Shalsander with PBS NewsHour. 
Um, on the campaign trail, you called yourself a nationalist. Some people saw that as emboldening white nationalists. Now people are also saying that say the president... such a racist There question. are some people that say that no. now the Republican Party is seen as supporting white nationalists oh, because of your rhetoric. What do you that. make of that? I don't believe it. I just, well, I don't know. Why do I have my highest poll numbers ever with African Americans? Why do I have among the highest poll numbers with African Americans? I mean, why do I have my highest poll numbers? That's such a racist question. Honestly... I mean, I know you have it written down and you're going to tell me. Let me tell you, it's a racist question. And Mr. Uh, President, I, I love ask- You know what the word is? I love our country. I do. You, call, you have nationalists, you have globalists. I also love the world. And I don't mind helping the world. But we have to straighten out our country first. We have a lot of problems. And Ms. Excuse me. But to say that, what you said, is so insulting to me. It's a very terrible thing that you said. I'm also a nationalist, and I want to just say I love the world. But uh, here's a here's speaking of racist, uh, well, accusations, which is nothing new. Here's some Yahoo from Yahoo. Michael Cohen recently said you called black voters stupid. That's false. Omarosa has accused you of using the N word, and the rapper the rapper Little John has said you called him Uncle Tom. What's your response? I, I don't know who Little John is. I don't. I really he was don't. on The Apprentice. I don't know. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Have you ever made racist know. remarks? No. no, I would never do that, and I don't use racist and, remarks. And you know what? If I did, you people have you would have known about it. I've been hearing there are tapes for years and years. There are tapes. Number one. I never worried about it because I never did. I never used racist remarks. I've never used racist remarks. Okay. Well, one point of fact. You have, no, no, one, one point of Go fact ahead. because you told her you have quiet, the highest quiet, approval among African Americans. It's just 8%, sir, single digits. See, when you talk about division, it's people like this that cause division. Great division. Great. No, no, point of fact is that I never used a racist remark. That's the point of fact. Where, who are you from? Um, I'm from Yahoo News. Yahoo, Yahoo, no, good, good. I hope they, I hope they're doing well. See, in uh, back in I don't know, pick a year in the in the twentieth century, there was no such thing as Yahoo or CNN. It was you know three networks, and that was it. And the press conferences were, I guess, um, just kind of boring. And I kind of like them this way. I like the feistiness. I like the back and forth. It was good, um, and also. When you see this video, which I'm sure you, you'll uh, see it at some point, of Jim Acosta, there's a uh, there's a, a young woman aide uh, to the to the uh, White House aide who tries to take the microphone away from him to to, to get him to shut up, and he kind of I don't know gives her a chop to the arm, and uh, NBC's reporting that she basically assaulted Acosta. That just gives you an idea of where things are and why Donald Trump. Likes to call it fake news. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>